Blink, blink, ding, bling. Ding, 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 Welcome to Ho oh Yeah Podcast. Hey, Jackie, how are you? Ja- Jackie? Jackie? Why do you keep calling me Jackie? <laughs> I'll do that one more time in case that is awful. Okay. <clears throat> Why do you keep calling me Jackie? <laughs> <laughs> it's harder than it looks. That's why I'm not a voice actor. It, it, it's got to be real difficult because that was terrible. No, I'm just kidding. Hey. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Hi, Amy. How are you? Jackie, I'm, I'm doing all right. We were just talking a little bit earlier and I was like, I'm feeling a little depressed that I, our mountain retreat has come to an end and I have to go back to mother love and work. Although, yes, I am thankful that I still have a job. But, you know, it is hard coming back from fun, fun mountain times. I know, especially when you don't know when you'll have the opportunity to spend time with people again. I think that might be the biggest part of it. You know, just like, wow, I really that's not happening again for a long time. I know who uh, who knows, but you know that could be part of it. And you're, I'm sure you're very very dehydrated. <laughs> so, I when I got home, I basically I have like one of those Brita things, and it's a really long one. It's really large water capacity. Slammed through it the moment I got home. Yeah, been, been slamming water nonstop. Good. Yeah, we you know we we had a, we had like two nights of pretty heavy drinking, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yes. Apparently, I don't remember this, but apparently I hit my tooth on the floor. <laughs> How do you do that? You were giving an, an, an incredible rendition of, it was maybe a Celine Dion song, I don't know, but our friend Marina, so the trip was for my birthday, and um, our good friend Marina bought me for my birthday a karaoke mic, so... Mm. And, and it unleashed something within Jackie. She became a superstar right before our very eyes. And she was <laughs> singing some song, flailing around on the floor and hit one single tooth on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a video of it. Screamed into the mic that I hit my tooth with the <laughs> echo on. Yeah, it had like this amazing <laughs> reverb echo. <laughs> I hit my tooth, 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 tooth. <laughs> yeah. I was just excited. I mean, I I like I'm somebody who likes karaoke uh, mm-hmm. and I don't remember anyone else singing. I think I just took your birthday present and <laughs> hogged it for myself, but I was just so excited to be around people and I think I just got a little overly excited. So, 
no, it was the just the right amount. And I did do <laughs> one song and it was and the thing is, is I love karaoke, too, but I get extremely out of breath instantly. So because mm-hmm. <laughs> I think too, it's yeah. anxiety and I'm like jumping around and singing at the same time. I tried to do a queen song. Uh, don't stop me now. I'm pretty sure I can't That's sing. Right. I can't sing. So I was like, let's do the hardest singing voice possible. And then it was just a lot of me trying to catch my breath. So yeah, <laughs> it was terrible. I did Celine Dion. It, I mean, nobody's good at singing, but it was fun. <laughs> it was awesome. But yeah, we had a really good time. And, you know, we 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 kept saying, should we try and record the episode today? <laughs> it was always like, no, I need to go take another nap. <laughs> <laughs> so I many have taken naps. a lot of naps. So which many is nice. naps. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're supposed to do on vacation is nap. Mm-hmm. Well, I miss you, but I'm glad we're not drinking anymore. Yeah, me too. Break. Long, long break. Well, I'm doing great. You're doing okay. I hope everyone else out there is doing all right. Yes. And today we're talking about season three, episode nine. Mm-hmm. Pretty, pretty dresses. Oh, a classic. Mm. Classic King of the Hill episode. So fingers crossed we can do this one justice. I know. Definitely one of the darker episodes. Mm-hmm. Wicked Dak. Um, <laughs> maybe rivaling the, what is it, Pygmalion? Yeah, I can, I can never know how to say it, but Pygmalion, Pygmalion. I can never know. I can never. I can never know how to say it. (laughs) (laughs) That one. And then there's the Mrs. Oh, Mrs. Wakefield, I think. Oh. Which I love both. I think that's dark. I think it's so funny. There's a lightness about it. Yeah. A lot of people hate it. And I think it's because it's a really fucked up theme. This woman is like trying to actively die in Hank's home and he's like preventing her and it's just it's weird. She keeps talking about like just let me die. Leave me alone for 10 minutes and I'll just slip away. (laughs) (laughs) And it is dark but it is hilarious. Yeah. So and this episode is also really funny even though it's got some heavy, heavy themes in it. So yes. Let's uh, dissect that I guess. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) get into that but first mm. first we have shout outs yay yay do you want to go first amy i do want to go first um i don't have a specific one because i want to say a shout out to all of you babes who wished me a happy birthday we got i got well we <laughs> no i <laughs> got so many <laughs> birthday messages on Instagram and Facebook and in the Facebook group. So thank you so much, everyone. It was, it really, and Jackie, of course, were posting on the Instagram, like letting everyone know it was my birthday. So my own brother didn't wish me happy birthday. So you're all better than my brother. (laughs) He still doesn't know. I'm going to lay it on him when he's at a low point. Ooh, good. (laughs) Ooh, that's my favorite. Yeah. Like, I know you're having a rough time, but I just wanted to also add that you forgot my birthday. (laughs) (laughs) i know everyone is so nice you uh you posted something for my birthday back in february and i got so many nice messages and it just everyone is so kind so i'm glad that you got so many nice messages especially after you were attacked so 
overwhelmingly <laughs> about peeing in pools. Ruthlessly. Like from every every angle possible. Email. We even got a voicemail from someone just saying like, you can't pee in pool. Like uh, <laughs> iTunes uh, uh, review, um, m- Instagram messages, Facebook posts, articles. Everywhere. Everywhere. Even Sabrina finally uh, listened to that episode and I totally called her out for pooing in a water park. (laughs) She's like, I can't believe nobody reacted to that. And I was just like, well, you were a toddler. This is a grown woman who (laughs) fully is proud that she pees in pools. But so you were attacked (laughs) pretty, pretty roundly. But I'm glad that you got so many nice messages and, and I hope you had a lovely birthday. Had an amazing birthday. I even got a message from someone that said that they hope that I get to pee in a pool for my birthday. And unfortunately, no pools, but definitely a lake. I definitely pee in a lake. Peed freely. It was wonderful. And so did I. Everyone did. Everyone was like, now Mm. it's okay. Now it's an okay time to pee. (laughs) It does feel good to not get out. No, you just let it go. God, it's the best. Anyway. So yes, thank you everyone for the the birthday wishes. They were very very sweet. I was overwhelmed with your kindness. So thank you so much. We got a few iTunes reviews. So my shout out comes from iTunes. Thank you so much for the iTunes reviews. I'm sorry for yelling at everyone last time. <laughs> I don't want to have to do it again, but it worked. We got some, so Yeah, it worked. I'm happy. I am Please. Thank you. So my shout out on iTunes comes from our good friend, Mozzie C137. And the subject says, if you aren't listening to this Poe, dot, dot, dot. (laughs) I really need to start looking these up so I could read the full title. I know, but I don't even know how. How do we even do that? I don't know. Isn't it on Chartable? Oh, yep. Hold on. I'll just pull it up real quick. Hey, we're number 41 for Apple Podcasts. T- United States of America TV reviews. That's cool. Woo! Woo! Right, one. Oh, okay. Yay! Okay. So, my shout out goes to our good, good friend, Laura, aka Mozzie underscore C137. And the subject says, if you aren't listening to this podcast, what are you doing with your life? Oh, perfect. And- I'm glad you looked that up. Mm hmm. And the review says, this is seriously the best King of the Hill podcast around. Amy and Jackie are so hilariously wonderful. They've built this great community of King of the Hill fans that's so loving and accepting. I look forward to listening each week and dread the day this podcast will end. Oh, thank you, Laura. That's our day one. That's our day. Loving and accepting. That's that's what we strive for. Yes. Except for when we yell at you. Yes, but it's coming from a place of love. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much, Laura. Thank you, Laura. Lovely. And please please leave us more iTunes reviews. Again, it it really helps us out. So thank you so much. It really, really does. Yay. All right. Now we've got our patrons. We've got some new patrons hanging out with us. Some of them are on the five and ten dollar tier, so they've got they got they've got pins coming their way. Uh, and the first one is Amanda T. Gorgeous blue hair. Mm-hmm. And the next one is Maria C. 
Mm. Hello, Maria. You're a little fox. So cute. We got mm-hmm. another. We got another little fox. We got Scott S. With a lowercase s, because he doesn't follow the rules. Mm-mm. You play by your own rules, Scott, and it shows. <laughs> and our last one is Kenneth A. Kenneth, not Ken, not Mm-mm. Kenny, Mm-mm. Kenneth. You put some respect on his name. Full name. Kenneth. Capital K. Capital K. Kenneth. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us. Uh, we... Uh, I've already got all your info, so I made your labels and everything, so I'm going to be sending out your pins any day now mm. by Monday the latest. So that would have been yesterday. Um, now, with that in mind, I just want to let everybody know that for the $5 tier for the Escuchame pins, little BB BB pins, smell, we have five spots remaining. Mm. Once those five spots are up, we will not have any more Escuchame pins available for our Patreon. We're going to have to take that thingy off then we've got the for the ten dollar tier is our ho yeah pin the big one and then also big. the escuchame, big. and then also the escuchame pin so you get Smile. both for ten doll hairs mm. and that has i think i don't know if i said this but we have seven seven spots of that left so once that's up we have no more not a single one but jackie Amy. We released our keychains. Keychains. Aren't they absolutely beautiful? I can't stop staring at my keys. They're so pretty. They came out so well. I was researching a bunch of different people who can do it on Etsy, and I came across this one, and it was a great price. Oh, shit. I wish I... Oh, I should look up the name. Um, But in the meantime... I, I asked them like for a million different revisions, uh, just went back and forth, back and forth. And they were super accommodating. And they're this beautiful, like blue color, like a light blue that's kind of translucent. They have the Hotel Arlen on it. So it's like one of those old vintage, vintage style keychains, like for a motel. So, so beautiful. Mm-hmm. A bunch of people bought those. So we have a few of those left. We don't have a whole lot, but we have a few. So we're super thankful for everyone who bought them. Please check them out if you get a chance to because they're they're gorgeous. And they're on our website. They are not a part of our Patreon tiers. They're just on their own. They're $10 each plus shipping and handling. And our website's hoyapod.com slash merch. And you can find it there. And the Etsy shop is Wild Totem. Is that where you had them made? Yes, it was on Etsy, and the Etsy shop is Wild Totem, T-O-T-E-M. Awesome. They are so beautiful. I would love for them to be earrings, just big, dangly, translucent (laughs) earrings. They are so big, too. Like, they're just like a really good size. They're not small. They're not shitty quality. So super, super pleased with those keychains. All right. Yeah, I think that's all the business we had to discuss. Um, check out those keychains. I've got some more merch ideas. Not just Ho Yeah, but, you know, King of the Hill based that I would love to get going. So anyway, hope you guys le- <laughs> whatever. So let's get into the episode. <laughs> just gave up. I did just give up. It's okay. I just didn't fucking want to talk so anymore tired. about it. It's okay. <laughs> it's the, 
recording right after your birthday. Of course, you're going to be tired. It's okay. <laughs> Such a baby. It was my birthday for like seven days and I'm tired. <laughs> ready? I'm ready. All right. <gasps> Season three, episode nine. Pretty, pretty dresses. Air date, December 15, 1998. Okay. Okay, good. The episode begins with Hank and his friends drinking a beer in the alley as they do. All of them are silent, except for Bill, who begins to weep uncontrollably. Sobbing. Sobbing. As he's sobbing, jingle bells start playing. Some sort of Christmas bell song starts to play over it. And then we cut to the actual credits. (laughs) That's it. No words. No words. (laughs) Once the credits are done, we roll back to Hank and the group. Bill is still crying. And he he says, I sure do love Christmas. You know, I love remembering the anniversary of when my wife Lenore left me seven years ago. Uh, Everybody just stands very awkwardly. Uh, They don't know what to do, what to say. Kind of trying, willing, willing Bill to go away and be quiet. Eventually, Bill does. He walks away. Dale gives an amazing, ugh. (laughs) He's just so disgusted and also relieved that Bill has finally walked away. I know. He is so clearly going through something and no one is willing to talk it out with him. I imagine this is something that they've been, they've been going through this every Christmas for the last seven years. They're probably just like, we've said all we can say. Plus they don't have very many resources themselves to like, give good advice so that's true this is just a normal part of christmas now yeah hank being the most decent one of all of them goes and follows bill into his house to check in on him and make sure that he's doing okay and when hank walks in bill's in the bathroom so hank gets to take a look around his home and he sees like half wrapped presents a Christmas tree that's basically just a stick at now and it has a big Lenore stocking on it. He's got all these faded wrapping paper presents that say Lenore and it's clear that this happens every Christmas that Bill busts out the twig tree and his old presents and sets them there hoping that Lenore will finally maybe this will be the year that Lenore comes back. Bill comes out of the bathroom and he's like oh shit hey Hank (laughs) let me just get rid of this stuff and um Bill, you know, finally admits that he was, you know, saying saving those for whenever Lenore gets back. Hank says, you got to get rid of these. And he says, no, 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 I got to keep them. What if she comes back? Kind of ends with Hank being like, well, all right, you're you're coming over for dinner tonight, right? And of course, Bill is. He has no other plans. <laughs> he says that he's cleared his calendar through the holiday and pretty far into next year. <laughs> so he's he's open. He's open. That night, Bill joins the Hill family for dinner. He raises the subject of breakups and uh, Buckley's tragic demise, causing Luann and Bobby and even Peggy to uh, experience some unpleasant memories, thinking of being hurt or heartbroken or traumatized in Luann's case. He's going out of his way to just talk about all of the worst 
breakups, anyone. I mean, even Peggy's only one from 10th grade, which she was just like, whatever, that was high school. By the end of the conversation, even she feels bad about it. He is, oh my God, he's such an anchor. (laughs) He's such an anchor (laughs) of sadness. Pulling them down into his misery sea. Yeah. It's like, ah, Bill. The next morning, Bobby and Peggy, they just add, they're like, why do we have to have Bill again? He's just, you know, Peggy's like, I can't believe I even have my appetite after last night. That was terrible. Yeah. And Hank explains that, you know, I guess 20 years ago, uh, Bill's blocking allowed him to set Arlen's high, Arlen High's like single season rushing record. And Hank, you know, I won't forget that. I have to be grateful for that, which is I think it's like a shitty excuse. He definitely cares about Bill and doesn't want him to, you know, die by suicide, mm-hmm. which is likely. It's like Hank is I, I was reading something on Reddit. Somebody wrote something kind of thoughtful about this episode. And one of the points they were making is that Hank still kind of holds on to this image he has of Bill in high school when he was in his prime. And it maybe mm-hmm. I don't know if it I think they were making the point that it blinds him from really seeing what's become of his friend, Bill. But mm-hmm. uh, I don't know how blind he is. I wonder if maybe part of it, too, was like, I know you're capable of being great. So if you could just get back to that. Right. That was like in his childhood. I mean decades ago right he's had a lot of time to go downhill and Mm. it's almost like buck you know buck used to be this amazing mentor for him and like somebody that he really really respected and now he's just like a complete degenerate but he still makes excuses for him it's a different type of relationship because hank still idolizes buck and but bill is his friend and has been for life and you know, Hank is a savior. He's got that savior complex. He's got to help out. And he's not one to co- cut the cords on anyone, even his own extremely abusive father. That is interesting, though, because uh, Hank, he's I could see what you mean by savior. I feel like he's more of a fixer than a savior where. Sure. He, yeah, yeah. That's a be- that's a better term. Yeah, because I don't see him wanting to save people, but it's almost like I'm surrounded by idiots and someone's got to fix this. I guess I'll do it. But do, I'm, when you said that, did was there ever a time when Buck wasn't disgusting? From what you know, the, the from what I could see is like back in the the when Hank when he first started teaching Hank, like he was an actual mentor to Hank. Like he was active in the business. He like did hard work. He was a great salesman. He cared about all of his customers. Wow. And then as time went on, he just, you know, kind of as he got more money and older and just, you know, started getting into his own as he became more addicted to the good times, (laughs) as he says, you know, he's just he's just gone downhill. So I think yeah, I think Hank does remember that man who kind of saved him and brought him into the beautiful world of propane and actually really cared at one point. Mm. Oh, okay. <laughs> let's get, let's get First two sentences down. Mm. All right. Um, <laughs> 
that night, Bill comes back to the Hill home. He's there again for dinner, I guess. He's basically at dinner every night until Christmas is over, really, until the holidays are over. And uh, Bill, while he's in a better mood, it's because he has adopted an Ijuana. Oh. An iguana. It took me a really long time to remember how to actually say iguana. Because <laughs> I kept saying Ijuana because of Peggy. <laughs> I was like, how do I say that word? <laughs> Naturally, everybody's pretty grossed out by this. I mean, he's he's just, you know, he's got a big-ass lizard on his shoulder, and then he, like, is, he's trying to feed him. He names the lizard Lenore. Mm. Oh, he, he names the lizard Lenore. Then he pulls out a half-dead cockroach, plops it on the hill's dinner table while everyone's eating. Iguana eats the nasty-ass cockroach, and even prior, like... Luann was forced to leave because the iguana didn't like her for whatever reason. <laughs> so rude. So I know. rude. Like hurts her physically. Well, not physically. Hurts her emotionally the night before, then makes her leave. Like, Yeah. Get out of here. And then you throw a half dead. It's not even fully dead. A half dead cockroach onto a dining room table where everyone's eating. And then this. Ijuana scurries onto the table and eats it in front of every disgusting. I mean, I know I, it's so rude. I get that at this point, Bill is just desperate. He's falling apart, but he also is just everything feels like a cry for help at this point. Everything really is. Mm. Later that night, Peggy and Hank are discussing what happened and Peggy's fucking disgusted and she's like I'm sick of this and we're not doing this all of a sudden Bill bursts into their room and he's like I had a nightmare (laughs) and I wish I had wrote it down but it's this really good speech from him about how Lenore stole Lenore the iguana and then they rode off together and left Bill and and then he says, his and you were there, Peggy. <laughs> his oh, teeth yeah. fell out. He's like, oh, yeah, and you were there, Peggy. <laughs> <laughs> and ju- rightfully, Peggy is horrified by this. And she's like, that's it. She's like, you have 24 hours to get me out of that man's dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, the next day, Bill's slamming down some beers with Hank. And he's like, hey, you ready to get some din din? And Hank's like, no, actually, I- I'm going to. I'm going to have dinner with just my fam today. I think we want to just do it, do it together. Just the family cut to that. The the family is having an amazing dinner together because there's not a disgusting man there feeding an I, I, I juana. See, I almost said iguana. <laughs> <laughs> oh, feeding an iguana and bursting into their home and sleeping on their couch and all of that terribleness. I know that we cut the, Oh, sorry. They're they're just having such a pleasant dinner because they don't have this like weight of sadness around them. And I like that when they cut to this nice dinner without Bill, Hank is telling them about this movie idea he has. And he just says, (laughs) and then the Clint Eastwood character would say, that propane tank is empty. Wouldn't that be a good movie? And Luann's like, (laughs) Bobby's like, yeah, that'd be great. Luann's like, and would you direct it, Uncle Hank? And I love this. Hank's just like, yeah, me. Uh, yeah, me, maybe. Or your Aunt Peggy. And I just love that. <laughs> or, know, or Peggy, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I so, thought that was so sweet. It is. It's a really sweet moment. And, you know, Bill has just consumed 
his spaghetti dinner straight from the jar and pot. So, cause he broke his one plate and he's creepily standing in their yard, watching them have this beautiful dinner. And he goes to grab, he grabs Hank's ladder, climbs up on his roof and Hank is out. Cause the, the ladder has knocked off some of the lights. He's trying to fix it. He's up on the roof. He sees Bill up on his roof. He's like, Hey, what you doing? Satellite problems. <laughs> Bill's like, Oh no, no, I'm just going to kill myself. And he falls off the roof. Hank runs over. You know, um, everybody's kind of standing around thinking, okay, what are we going to do? We're going to have to, you know, take care of this. And Peggy suggests a psychiatrist. And <laughs> Hank says, he's not insane. He's just trying to kill himself. You know, like, okay. <laughs> I love this whole exchange. I wrote it down because <laughs> Bill is sitting there with his arm in a sling and everyone is in a huddle, kind of like, uh, you know, 10, 15 feet away, just talking about him. And Peggy's like, you know who I feel sorriest for in all of this? Bill. We need to find him a psychiatrist. (laughs) And Hank's just like, he's just suicidal, Peggy. He's not crazy. We've just got to watch him constantly until he snaps out of it. And then Dale's there and Dale is like, I don't think Bill is going to snap out of it. Nothing we could do but sit back and watch the bloodbath. (laughs) He's such a bastard. He's such an (laughs) asshole in this episode, but it is much needed humor. (laughs) I know. Um, And Hank does have a point. Just because he's suicidal does not mean that he's insane. You know, but he could use a psychiatrist. He absolutely could use a psychiatrist and some therapy for Mm -hmm. sure. For sure. Hold on. Harry. She's been going off. I don't know if you've heard her. I didn't, but. I wish I did. I gotta, let me give her some fancy feast so she shuts up. Ew. So they come up with, you know, they've been in this little huddle trying to figure out what to do. And Hank, of course, comes up with a plan. And he says, we'll all take turns, you know, keeping an eye on Hank. Uh, Dale, you make your own hours, which are none. <laughs> he just, yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe he works five hours a week. It's like, so you'll take the days. I'll take nights. And Boomhauer, you can do like late afternoons to evenings. Hank takes over. He starts that night and he, you know, is taking care of him. He's like, all right, get changed. He's, you know, Bill's kind of refusing to do anything. I don't want to get changed. I just want to, you know, I sleep all the time anyway. And Hank's like, well, let me get you a beer. And he's like, beer is a depressant. And Hank's like, don't go blaming the beer. Although it's it's okay to blame beer. It really is. (laughs) It is a depressant. It is. He's not wrong. So we see Hank, you know, just basically he brushes uh, Bill's teeth for him. Mm. He even is like seen brushing his teeth, puts his silky pajamas on. This is all while Bill is like, you know, he's doing some half-hearted um, attempts at uh, suicide. Suicide. Yeah. Later we see how Dale and Boomhauer watch uh, Bill, which Dale is just, he sits in a chair in front of him with a shotgun, a loaded shotgun. And he's like, you're not moving. You're not getting up. <laughs> Can't even go to the bathroom. I love that. I love that because Hank is doing so much for Bill. He's being so. Ca- I mean, I I've never been as depressed as Bill seems to be, but I've I feel like we've all experienced like intense sadness and even depression mm-hmm. to the point where. You can't brush your teeth. You can't shower. You don't want to eat. It's hard to get out of bed. It's hard to change your clothes. And so, Bill uh, Hank is being so caring. Mm-hmm. And just sitting with Bill while he sleeps. And then when it's Dale's turn, he's just sitting in a chair staring at Bill 
while he's sitting on the couch with a gun, a shotgun. <laughs> and Bill's just like, I have to pee. And he's just like, not on my watch. And he cocks his gun. <laughs> I know. So that's Dale's way of taking care of Bill. And then there's Boomhauer, which is none at all. Boomhauer yeah. does Boomhauer does probably the worst thing he could have done and brings him to like what looks like a couple's night Mm -hmm. at a bar. He's off making out with some woman and everybody else around Bill is making out. They're all, they're all partnered up and Bill's all alone, which is the exact reason why he's suicidal in the first place. And, (laughs) and then Boomhauer has the audacity to complain about watching Bill. He's like, Oh, it's just working Bill, working Bill. Like, no, actually you're also getting it in. So don't eat, don't, I don't want to hear it, Boomhauer. Yeah. So then Hank takes over everybody's uh, watch. He takes time off of work, which is very rare for him. But he goes and talks to Buck about it. And Buck's like, oh, you want time off to like prepare for the Christmas, the company Christmas party. You invited a lot of important people. So you, it better be done well. And Hank's like, no, actually, it's to take care of my friend. And Buck's like, right, I, I, I don't care. Just get the party done. <laughs> so now we know that Hank is also throwing the company Christmas party. He's got a lot on his plate. He's got a lot on his plate. He's tired. He's frustrated. He's he's reaching his end. Finally, he says to Peggy, you know, he's like, listen, have you been able to, can you find a date for Bill for one of these nights? Can you oh. just try and find a date? And she's like, well, I'd have to invite someone over and never tell her that Bill was here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just spring it on this poor woman. Mm-hmm. So that night, Bill is dressed in his finest army suit, and there's a woman. She looks very much like a librarian, like the caricature caricature of a librarian. Like a Victorian yes. librarian of a haunted library. <laughs> yes. And she's disgusted by Bill. You know, he's got Lenore on his shoulder, who pees on him, and... She's. She says to Peggy, "You lied to me. You know this guy is not a bald. What did she say? Like Harrison Ford or something? I can't remember, <laughs> but something like that." And Bill just like it, it. It starts to go completely out of control. Lenora disappears. Bill is freaking out. This woman's like, "I'm getting the hell out of here." He grabs onto her, "Marry me!" Oh, oh God! <laughs> Finally. Uh, He's he's running around trying to find Lenore the iguana, and he runs away, goes back to the house. He's tearing it apart looking for the iguana. In the meantime, Hank is he's pissed. He's like, I'm sick of this shit. So he bursts in to Bill's house. He starts destroying all the old gifts meant for Lenore. Bill at first is just like, no, no, don't, don't. And he's like, fuck this. And you think she wants this stupid, you know, socking, stocking, socking. <laughs> <laughs> This stupid stocking, do you think that she's actually, if she was going to come back, she would have already. She doesn't want to be with you. This has, this just makes, he completely snaps. He breaks. He's gone. He's just numb, completely numb. And Hank's just like, all right, sorry I had to do that. Do you feel better? And Bill just says, I don't feel anything at all. Hank's like, oh, great. Good. Good. (laughs) Oh, good. Thank God. Woo. You were getting a little crazy there for a minute. I can tell you now you were acting kind of (laughs) weird. I know. And Bill's just standing there, mouth kind of half open, staring vacantly ahead. And uh, I don't know how they do it, but they make his already beady eyes look so blank 
and vacant. I know. <laughs> I know. They're masters of their craft. <laughs> Hank asks him again, like, you sure you're all right? Yes. This dead. Yes. <laughs> from from Bill. All right. See you later. Hank <laughs> takes off, goes home. Bill slides down and just sits there in the stupor. Hank comes. You see Hank. He's talking to Peggy. He's like, you know, I had to I had to do it, but. Yeah, I, 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 it was tough love, but I think he's doing all right. And Peggy's like, are you sure he's okay? And he's like, well, I asked him twice. (laughs) (laughs) And he said, yes. So he said, he said, yeah, I asked him twice. As Hank is having this discussion with Peggy, he really, he sees Lenore, the iguana. And he's like, all right, I'm going to bring this back to Bill. He walks in. He's like, where's Bill? Where's Bill? And he goes out to the backyard and he sees some from the back, somebody that's wearing a dress. And he's like, hey, who the hell? Who are you? This is not your house. Uh, What are you doing here? And turns, Hank, don't you recognize me? As it turns around, we see that it's Bill. I'm Lenore. I'm Lenore. He's dressed as if he's Lenore. Run away, run away, run away. Right. (gasps) He's, He's broken. He's broken. He's broken. He's broken. Oh, God. You know, this is this is the only way that Lenore will come back to him is if he is Lenore. Oh, God. Hank is vastly unprepared. Like He, he cannot handle he's this. And he's just over like over his head and over his head. He's just like, what the fuck is this? What happened? I thought that you were OK. And. Hanks, he's just like, I'm I'm leaving. Don't you dare come to the party like this. And Bill is like, oh, I'm coming. Or Bill slash Lenore. Say, oh, I'm coming. You invited me. So there. <laughs> oh. Rude. La- re- I know. Later on, Bill slash Lenore certainly does arrive to the party. <gasps> dressed in a very lovely dress and, and, and bonnet with a rose on it. And everyone is shocked you know everyone is disgusted because this is you know hillbilly not hillbilly but they're probably conservatives they you know somebody in a dress a man in a dress that ain't that ain't right well it's you know that certain, just ain't right certainly shocking because they don't they all know bill and i don't think they know him to wear dresses but yeah there is also this like vibe of you know that's not okay. Yeah, this this isn't Hollywood. This isn't liberal California. You're not allowed to do that here. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Hank is just like, you got to get out. But Bill says, no, I'm not leaving. Bill slash Lenore says, uh, Lenore loves a party. In the meantime, Peggy, she had attempted to get Lenore to come to the party and finally tell Bill, like, he, he you know, he needs closure. Luann's actually the one who suggested it brilliantly she's like you know i don't know anything about psychology but he needs closure and he needs to hear it from lenore mm-hmm. phone rings peggy's like bill it's lenore oh uh, come she, over here she shouldn't have said anything she shouldn't have said anything <laughs> she shouldn't have said anything but anyway bill comes you know he's listening to peggy she's like please just talk to him just tell him that you send your love blah, blah, blah. and she's of course saying no which i do not blame lenore she it's not really her responsibility at this point seven years later I know. Imagine that you imagine. I mean, granted, they were married, but imagine you ended a relationship with someone and then seven years later, their neighbor calls you and is like, I need you to talk to this person and give them closure. It'd be so out of the blue. I mean, she's 
she must have a whole. I mean, I granted Lenore is an asshole. We know this. Yes, but yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If she's not, if she wasn't good enough to like give him any reason in the first place to just leave and never ever talk to him or you know give closure in the first place, seven years later, she's probably she's not going to do it anyway. I'm surprised so, she called it all. I know. Right? Yeah. I wouldn't have. No. I'm like, mm, no, I'm not going to call. Yeah. <laughs> so Lenore hangs up. Bill doesn't get the chance. He starts crying. All of the people at the party are finally, they're turning on him. They're just like, get out of here, you weirdo. Blah, blah, blah. Hank, all of a sudden, he emerges and he's wearing a dress. And oh. he's like, that's right. He's covering for Bill. He's like, it's that kind of party. It's yeah, that kind goes. of party. <laughs> that made me laugh so much. <laughs> that's right. It's that kind of party. <laughs> yeah. Do what you want. Oh. Do what you want. <laughs> um it's great because Dale is like, wait a second. I didn't get this wasn't on my invitation. Did Bill get a different one? <laughs> I know. I love that. It just turns into like this insecure, insecure thing. Like, did Bill get a different invitation than me? <laughs> I would have worn a dress. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so Bill, he runs out. He's crying. He runs out of the, the house. Hank follows after him and he's like, stop making fun of me. Why is everybody being mean to me? Finally, Hank is just like, I'm Lenore and I don't love you. Oh, you know, he he really gives him a pretty, pretty harsh speech. But it turns out to be exactly what Bill needs because it's very to the point and it gives bill the excuse to be like oh that's it you just don't love me anymore that's all he's like you know he says yeah you wouldn't even give me a dear john letter i deserve that you know i deserve i deserve some respect you don't you don't deserve william de la tour fonte whatever his name is i can't remember (laughs) you got it (laughs) finally this is what snaps bill back to reality Mm. He, he says, oh, he says, get out of here, Lenore. You're not welcome. And Hank says, OK, I'm leaving. And he removes his dress. Bill removes his dress and bonnet. <laughs> and all of a sudden, Bill just goes, I hit rock bottom there, didn't I, Hank? <laughs> and Hank goes, and hard. Yeah. <laughs> so Hank has helped Bill come to the realization that you know he's he's given him the closure that he couldn't get from Lenore in this weird roundabout way by pretending to be Lenore and in the background we see Dale coming out in this pretty oh. purple dress with a purse no hat he's not wearing a hat no yeah. and then he sees that they've both taken off their dresses and he runs back inside I and know. that's the end of the episode he does his classic <laughs> geet and then just runs back <laughs> yay yay <laughs> Oh, well done. Little nerve wracking doing such a such a big episode. It's power. You know, it's a it's a big. I mean, Uh, it's a holiday episode, which I feel like makes it the holiday episodes are always feel a little extra. Yes. Special. And it's a really powerful episode. And especially that last scene where. I mean, thinking back on season one, Hank. I would never have imagined that he would put on a dress and just no. psychologize Bill in this way. I mean, it's I feel like anyone else would have been like, we're just not going to talk to Bill anymore because I don't want to deal with this. You know, they would have just like abandoned him. 
that's exactly what Dale does. He's just like, I'm done doing this. He's like, it's not in my nature to care about other people. I don't want to fucking do this anymore. Right. You know, he's like, I just don't care. And while Hank does it very reluctantly and not perfectly, which is normal, you know, we don't, not everyone knows exactly how to handle this. He does understand like he takes pointers from everyone like Luann saying he needs closure and uh Peggy being like are you sure he's okay like just he does understand and he learns and he is able to help Bill in a way that no one else has been able to these last seven years yeah it it really is it's a standout moment for me as far as Hank goes just him putting that dress on and being so blunt with Bill and saying, I'm Lenore, I don't love you. I left you because you're lazy and what, needy or something. And and we fight all the time. We fight so loud. The neighbors hear everything. That's right. And and at first, Bill is just like, no, no, Lenore, I'll, I'll do whatever I need to do like to, to stay. And, and, and Hank slash Lenore is straight up like, if I wanted to work things out, I would have stayed to work things out. I don't love you anymore. And it's just so harsh. But Bill, it just finally... <laughs> It finally gives him enough strength to pick himself. Everyone's been trying to pick him up. And finally, he's just like, you know what? I'm not taking this shit. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm a human being and I deserve respect and and I at least deserve a Dear John letter. And it's just so satisfying to see him become so empowered. You know, I mean, yeah, that's the shitty thing about breakups. A lot of time you don't get the kind of closure you want. You don't get to tell the person what you think or you don't get to hear what you want to hear. And mm-hmm. and it can be hard, but you just have to make your own closure. And it's really satisfying to see Bill able to get to that point. Right, because he could he just couldn't do it on his own. And finally, Hank was able to learn exactly what he needed. Yeah. And it worked. Mm hmm. That was great. Good job, Hank. Good job, Hank. You did you did very well. I know. Even so if you impressed. were confused. Yeah. <laughs> so that's an intense break for him to have to pull Bill out of. You know? Oh yeah. So he did a good job. Yes. With all of that said, do you have any favorite parts? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I already said a few of them, but um, mm-hmm. One part that I love is Dale just keeps waiting for Bill to kill himself. He just keeps waiting for Bill to die. And we even at one point see him, Hank sees him walking out of Bill's house carrying his TV. He's like stealing Bill's TV. And Hank screams, Dale! And Dale's like, he would have wanted me to have it. And Hank's like, he's still alive. And Dale's like nitpicking ain't gonna bring him back (laughs) (laughs) as if he's actually dead (laughs) yeah um of course there's the classic classic line where bill sees or hank sees this strange person in a dress in bill's backyard hanging up laundry or taking laundry off the clothesline and He's just like, what are you doing? And and it, the person turns around and it's Bill in one of Lenore's old dresses. And Hank's like, Bill, take off the dress. And the classic line by Bill, why do you keep calling me Bill? 
<laughs> I know. It's so, so well done. Mm-hmm. God, it's so, it's so hard to replicate that. I know. Steven Root, killing it. Yes. Always, always excellent. Always, I mean, excellent. I, I've never seen him in anything where he wasn't excellent. Um, and then after Bill's break, he's wearing Lenore's dresses, but still hanging out with the guys in the alley. And <laughs> they're just letting him hang out there in his dress, but everyone's clearly uncomfortable with it. And I think Dale is asking Bill, like Bill slash Lenore, he's like, you know, can you go inside and get Bill? I, or something like, where is Bill? And Bill as Lenore is like, I, he's inside. I could go get him. And, and Dale's like, I don't know how, but I think I'd like to see that. And then <laughs> Bill goes inside and Dale just says, Bill's been acting a little weird lately. Don't you think? <laughs> Maybe it's me. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's so good. <laughs> I know. I, just to piggyback off of that, Dale, um, Dale is just, he's saying, he's like, come on, we all know you're Bill. And Bill's like, no, I'm not. Mm-mm, I'm Lenore. And he goes, <laughs> oh, yeah? Then where's Bill at? Oh, he's inside. We'll go get him. And he's like, fine, I will. <laughs> and, and Dale was just like, I'm skeptical that you can, but intrigued that you may. <laughs> <laughs> I love Dale in this episode. I love him. Um, and when he's wearing Bill's like silk pajamas underneath his own shirt, yes, he steals his silk pajamas. Just already stealing his stuff, even though he's not dead. Um, that quote you touched on by Luann when they're trying to figure out what to do about Bill, he's just had this break, and Luann says, "Well, I don't know anything about psychology, but it sounds to me like Mister Dotrieve needs closure." He needs to realize that Lenore's never coming back and needs to just move on with his life. It's the same thing Buckley's Angel told me. <laughs> and then I wrote that too. Peggy's like, Buckley's Angel is the only one making sense. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We actually, it's so funny because she's talking about like, you know, oh, Bill, he's he's lost his mind. But then she's talking about how she's speaking with Buckley's Angel. Yeah. You know, she's she's in having her own kind of psychotic episode. <laughs> Maybe not psychotic, but she's having her own thing going on. She sure is. But it's it's definitely uh, she's much more able to function day to day than Bill. I mean, Bill, everything that is go- I mean, he's really going through some heavy, heavy stuff. And mm-hmm. I I don't know if just seven years of not really being able to talk about it or cope with it have just built up to the point where now everything is just, everything is just a cry for help. No matter what he does, like everything. Yes. It it feels very obvious and even obnoxious at times and, and inconsiderate and rude, but I feel like he's just desperate for someone to finally turn around and be like, what? is going on or like you know (laughs) what what do you want yeah what do you want what will help (laughs) yeah so um just a couple more things uh i love bobby at the christmas party passing around (laughs) hors d'oeuvres and he brings 
uh, some hors d'oeuvres to Bill when he arrives in his beautiful blue dress. And he just says, may I offer you a homemade tater top, Mr. and Mrs. Dotrieve? <laughs> to just Bill. <laughs> oh, I know. I love Bobby. God. And I, I think we... I think I said everything else I had in my notes. Um, Again, there was one more thing that I read on that Reddit post where somebody else was making the point that Bill has that iguana and he names it Lenore and it hangs out on his shoulder and that represents the chip he has on his shoulder that is Lenore, which I thought was interesting. Very interesting. An interesting perspective, yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, but uh, that's all I have. What about you, Amy? Um, yeah, okay. So I have a couple that we haven't talked about yet. Um, obviously, I love when Bill is just openly weeping while the music, the Christmas music plays over it. <laughs> that just cracked me up. But um, the theme, the theme song has some fun Christmas bells over it too. I thought that was fun. Um, yes, I noticed see. that. That was great. After after uh, Bill and that woman, Sheila, Bill runs away, Peggy turns to her and she goes, Sheila, I should tell you right now, I have already given him your number. <laughs> I know, I Peggy. Was like, Peggy! 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 How dare you? I would have been so pissed at her. <laughs> I know. God, like, Peggy. What the fuck were you thinking? You should uh, know I already gave him your number. Unbelievable. I know, I, she, at least she admits it. At least she like... Tells her, look, I'm sorry, but I already yeah. gave your number. I would have been like, I have no idea. What a creep. I don't know how he got your number. He probably looked you up. Weird. <laughs> also, another just funny part with Peggy is when Bill, the very first dinner, when he's like, oh, yeah, you and What's-His-Face went to the movies and, you know, he didn't want to be with you and you really liked him. And Peggy goes, well, that was 10th grade. And then she goes, no, I didn't. <laughs> Like, I didn't like him. And he goes, yeah, you did. But he didn't like you. Oh, <laughs> so mean. I, I like, know. Shut up. <laughs> God. Um, you know who didn't like you? Lenore. Ooh, that would have been the comeback. Oh, my that God. That would have been and the comeback. That would have. Oh, my God. That would have been so mean. But, well, you know what? Well, we've all had people not like us. It yes, doesn't we have. feel good. It does not feel good. Oh, God, it does not feel good. Ugh. But then you get over it. Yeah. Who, who cares? I guess. Who cares? No, who gives a shit? <laughs> it's your loss. How about that? Yeah. You you, dummy. <laughs> idiot. <laughs> Stupid Look where idiot. where I am now. Look at me now. Yeah. Wildly successful podcasting star. That's right. You could have had it all. <laughs> Spend the next few years proving them wrong and then move on with your life. <laughs> healthy. <laughs> that is very healthy. That's all I've got uh, for like quotes and stuff. But um, some people mentioned about how like it's fairly transphobic and the episode like the episode and i'd like to touch on that i don't feel super qualified but i would like to my thinking is that where i see it as transphobic is when bill shows up to the party and everybody's really pissed off that's the part because before that it's not as if bill identifies as a woman he's just going through like 
he's going through a really strange breakdown. Yeah. Does that make sense? I know that what they say is sexist and transphobic, but I was trying to like figure out exactly how i mean i'm sure their comment because i wrote down their comments go back to hollywood this ain't the democratic national convention Mm -hmm. um just the fact that they're offended and angered by him wearing a dress i was trying to figure Mm -hmm. out it they are they are because if this was bill's identity like if he identified as a woman then yes they are being extremely transphobic um and and mean the thing is is like with with like Hank and everyone, they are not seeing this as like, oh, Bill wants to be a woman. It's more just like he's had a complete psychotic break because he is now dressing as a woman, which is something that he's he's pretending to be the woman who left him. It's not it's he's, not an identity. He's wanting to be the woman. Yeah, he's not wanting to be the woman that he actually is. Yeah. If anything. Uh, yeah, they're not attacking his identity. If anything, they're being. They know, Bill, they should be aware that this is, there's something going on. This is not typical for him, the way he's dressed, Mm -hmm. the way he's behaving. Um, And I don't mean not typical in like, it's a boy wearing girls clothing. It's just not typical for him in particular. Uh, But they're, instead of looking at that and saying like, oh, something must be going on with him. They just automatically get angry that he's wearing a dress. And that is upsetting. Uh, we even I forget, mm-hmm. who, like a couple people say something, but one of them is Joe Jack, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Because Joe Jack is so funny. But like this person is clearly having a meltdown and you can't just look the other way. You have to like attack him because you're just so upset you're more concerned that he's wearing a dress than the fact that he is having a breakdown and right i think that's partly why i really love the fact that and there are people that think that way i love the fact that right at that moment hank shows up in his dress to try and like save bill and kind of normalize it a little bit Mm -hmm. um i don't know i don't know if that was the intent of the writers but they i feel like they put that kind of ignorant perception out there like there are people that have a problem with this but the more important thing is that bill is struggling and he's having a breakdown and hank is the main the show is about hank and he is kind of modeling that it doesn't matter if you have a problem with this i don't like wearing a dress i don't even like my underwear being hung outside but (laughs) i'm gonna put those beliefs aside because there's a person here that's in need and right i like even at the end you see dale walking up in a dress because he just wants to be a part of what his friends are doing you know it right you know, I was thinking about it because I thought the the guys are not shocked by Bill wearing a dress because they are maybe disgusted by a man wearing a woman's dress. I think it's more just that they they like you said, Jackie, they well, hold on, hold on. 
that this is clearly a cry for help, that he is pretending to be Lenore, his ex-wife. Not He's not showing who he is inside. Like, he's not saying, this is actually who I am. This is how I want to present. Please respect that. It's just that Bill has actually had a complete breakdown. And by being Lenore, it's the only way that he can actually get her back. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard because I don't know... I don't know the experience of, of trans people and, and mm-hmm. it's, you know, I don't ever want to like say what is or isn't transphobic because I know that I'll never know what that's like. I think it's also important to mention just like how aggressive those people became. Like they physically turned on Bill when he was wearing the dress. Like they started to like crowd in on him and become physically intimidating and aggressive and that's you know a fear for transgendered individuals they are murdered at a much much higher rate and we've seen just in this last year alone like that this keeps happening and there's a lot of violence against transgendered people and i think that was the scene that really hit to me like holy shit there that was that's transphobic that's really awful and bill was like in physical danger at that point yeah, if he that hadn't have ran away yeah because they were they were all gonna turn on him they were all gonna probably start like pushing him and fighting him um and that's a fear that transgender individuals have to live with every day i know and this is a person that everyone knows bill i mean at least joe jack knows bill through hank mm-hmm. and you're still instead of being like oh maybe i don't agree with this but i know you so what's going instead of trying to figure out what's going on you just automatically label it as bad or wrong and then you get angry it I, it's just like i mm-hmm. and that's somebody you know i can't imagine what it's like for i mean it's it's so hard to like be your true self especially especially as like a trans person i just yeah yeah so I think it was interesting to see the way that the at least the main characters were maybe, yeah, they were kind of like, what is happening? But it wasn't an immediate like physical violence, anger to the point where like Bill was in danger as opposed to like these other people who were at the party and they were quite aggressive. Yeah. Also, something else that we should mention, um, actually, shout out to Mozzie C-137, Laura. She's, you know, um, brought up like, as she, this is what they what they said. As much as we love this episode, it does deal with the hard topic of suicide. Uh, maybe we can link a page or share a phone number in case there is anyone dealing with suicidal thoughts. It's kind of put as like a joke, you know, that, that Bill's suicidal all the time. But definitely something that we need to like address if there's anyone out there feeling suicidal or having those thoughts you might harm yourself or or you might harm yourself uh there's the suicide prevention lifeline uh it's it's just that suicidepreventionlifeline.org and the phone number is 1-800-273-8255 yeah i mean and it does it's such a difficult time for everyone but it really does tie in with the subject of transgender individuals because there is already such a high suicide rate among that mm-hmm. population. It's it's just so horrific. So 
Um, and we've been wanting to donate our uh, fund, some of our funds. I'm trying to find like a charity, but we've had to, we're still trying to save up our funds because we don't have a lot <laughs> yeah. ever. But um, I would really like to find one that focuses on mental health for transgender individuals or just resources for transgender individuals or something like that. I would love to donate money, but I would also love to find a way to do some kind of fundraiser where like Mm -hmm. a GoFundMe or something. I don't know like what we could offer, but I bet we could like raise a, a decent amount of money if we had a goal of like $500 $500 or $1,000. That would be amazing. I know. That'd be really nice. And we'll have to look into it. And if anybody has any suggestions, please let us know. Yeah. You can email it email it to us at hello at hoyapod.com or send it to us in our Instagram DMs. Yeah. All right, everybody. Let's get into listener comments, huh? 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 Let's do it. Do we have a song this week? <laughs> Ooh. Yes, I think we do. I haven't listened to it yet. Me neither. So let's. All right, here we go. Well, it doesn't. I don't think it's a listener comment song, but whatever. It doesn't matter. It's a song and we're going to play it. Okay. Yeah. So this is from Lance D. And it says, the subject says, listener comments. It says, hey, y'all, I made a promo for your monster truck. <gasps> I mean, podcast show, a la the Dallas Mower Expo commercial. I hope you can use it for one of the upcoming episodes. Also, I live in North Carolina, too. So shout out to Jackie. Lance! Lance. I listened to the first few seconds of this, but I was at, I think I was at the store. So I'm excited to hear the rest of it. Lance! I haven't, I haven't heard it at all. All right, ready? Yeah. Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. Maybe later if Amy talks too much. Coming to a speaker system near you. Hear the Ho oh Yeah podcast. One download gets you a full seat to listen, but you'll only need the edge. You'll get Patreon shoutouts, episode recaps, PP stories, trivia, and everyone's favorite listener comments. You'll listen for the rest of your life. The Ho oh Yeah Podcast. Be there. Not available in all countries. Some data charges may apply. Oh <laughs> my God. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, that was so good. Baby stories. And if Amy talks too much, rude. Rude. <laughs> was amazing thank you wow that was awesome (laughs) thank you lance thank you oh that was good send us send us your own uh listener comment songs to hello at hoyapod.com you could also call and leave one on our voicemail uh our number is simple enough to member it is funk 30 firm but the actual numbers are 
Ding! <laughs> well done. Yeah, Lance. We've got know, like three, at least, I can't remember anything before three weeks, but three, at least three solid weeks of really good songs. So everyone, we did step up your butts. We want, we want it all. We want all of your songs. All of your songs. All, all right. Listener comments. Let's do this. Oh, we got quite a few. Oh my goodness. Here we go. Right off the bat. Becca, Thunderdome from Dale. I can't keep this up. It's not in my nature to care about others. <laughs> uh, Mattman06. I, I wrote this down too. It's a quote by Bill. And it's when everyone, he broke his arm and everyone's trying to figure out what to do with him. And he like starts to ask for something. And Dale immediately is like, quiet, Bill. We're trying to do something here. <laughs> <laughs> Right next to each other, we got Crimes Universe and Gracie No. I'm giving you 24 hours to get me out of that man's dreams. <laughs> no me omeo. Geet. Geet. I like that we're <laughs> seeing Bender's more. Redemption also says geet. Oh, I love, I love Gail. Geet. <laughs> no, this is a good one. I I don't even remember this, but Nomiomio says from Hank, I don't even know what kind of game you're playing. Some kind of crazy tennis. Aw, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Joe underscore Yale looking underscore guy. Dale at the end, not wanting to be left out. Crying laughing emoji. Smash the patriarchy, Dale. <laughs> when he's wearing that dress. <laughs> yes. Aww. And no hat. I thought that was pretty impressive. I know. Kenneth Artzine says, my 10-footer's gone. Dale? Or Bill? (laughs) Probably Dale? (laughs) Our good friend Crumb Dumpster says, Hank must really love Bill to put on a dress to spare his humiliation. (laughs) Mendozable says, Hank's Lenore speech and Bill's response monologues are award-winning moments. They are very good. Yeah, really good. Scottlock.art. Yeah, good, good. Save that for the little fish. (laughs) Buck. <laughs> when he's telling- we should treat all of our customers as if they're big fish. All of our customers are big fish. Yeah, yeah. Save that for the little fish. <laughs> if you see any of them talking to me, come and save me. <laughs> come save me. NN <laughs> uh, Michelle says, uh, the transphobia during Hank's party always makes me squirm. The reactions and resorting to violence are very real reactions to trans slash LGBT people. Yep. True. Yep. Yep. Very true. I will say, I mean, I mean, it's like a very real, real reaction trans people get and people of color. I did um, mm-hmm. a summer intensive where I was working with people who stutter and I got assigned. It was adults, but my client was 18 years old and he was just like the funniest, like cute little 18 year old, like black man. And we would go out walking around boston commons and he had to go up and talk to different people and just practice using his strategies while trying to get people to do this like four question survey like what do you think stuttering is like how do you react to people who stutter it's like really simple stuff and people most of the time people's initial reactions to this like teenage boy were just so nasty so aggressive It was Mm. shocking just to see this, like, 
kid getting this initial reaction from people. And then by the end of the conversation, everyone could not have been nicer, but their first reactions were always just like so blatantly rude and mean. And it was just like crazy to see. Like I, it truly just does highlight the fact that we just have no idea what that experience is like. Like what these people go through, it's, it's insane. Recognize that you don't understand that, but also be aware that that is something that is happening and you need to be aware of it. Yep. IE Black 42 says, honey, you are peeling in anger. You should get more than one French fry out of a whole Idaho. I know. (laughs) A whole Idaho. (laughs) I like that so many people are addressing the aggressive reactions from the people at the party. Um, Gracie No said something. Uh, Simpson Fights said, gotta love that Texas intolerance. Right. Yeah, quite a few people. Martin of the Waking Universe. Lenore, who is me, sure does love a party. Party, party. (laughs) (laughs) Scott Locke, Dart Art. You feel okay? I don't feel anything. Great. I knew you'd snap out of it. (laughs) Bunny underscore 8008. I'm surprised at what Hank was willing to do for Bill, like clothe him and wear a dress. True. Brushes and brushes teeth, like fully brushes teeth. Yeah. Didn't he say he even bathed him? Yeah. At one point? He did say that, yeah. Like, that is a level of uncomfortableness that Hank, I I can't imagine him being able to do, but he did. I imagine Bill was probably still wearing his underwear, probably wasn't fully naked, but still. Why not? I mean, if his underwear gets wet, he might as well be naked. I'm sure they've seen each other in a locker room, too. And I'm sure that Hank didn't actually clean his genitals. I mean, it's actually kind of tender if he did. (laughs) That's a very sweet, loving moment. It's what you you do for your parent, you know? Yeah. You just got to separate that. It's genitals from. Don't look at your phone. I've got a trivia question from Mozzie. I already know it. I already know it. What is it? The Alamo is the answer. All right, whatever. (laughs) Sorry, everyone. I tried to have fun and Amy shot me down. Last one by Heavy Repping. I hit rock bottom there, didn't I? (laughs) (laughs) And hard. And hard. Thank you, everyone. Yay. Thank you, everyone. That was very good. Very, very Very, good. Very, very good. Really good points. Incredible people. I know. Everyone that follows us is funny, but also really thoughtful. I I like like that. (laughs) I like that a lot. (laughs) I like it a lot. I only got one. Are you ready I only to got suck one. my trivia dick? I can't wait. I'm going to gobble it up. Ew. Okay. All right. <laughs> What's your question? What two drinks does Lenore slash Bill double fist at the party? A glass of wine and an Alamo beer. Yes, I knew that one was really easy, Yay! but I completely forgot about trivia while I was watching the episode. <laughs> um, all right. I have two. After his initial suicide attempt, what medication is Bill prescribed for his hurt arm? Oh. 
Oh, codeine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, he got the good stuff. Yes. And then um, my other question: What is Mrs. Tobus's first name? Sheila. Oh, that leads into well done. Well done, Amy. (laughs) And that leads into our guest star, which is not, you know, no, no huge names. But uh, Mrs. Tobis was voiced by Janet Waldo, who, among other things, played the voice of Judy Jetson. Oh, wow. (laughs) You are a gross. Oh, Jane, his wife. (laughs) <laughs> I, don't, I didn't really watch that show mm. sorry oh. sorry everyone I tried to have a good time again <laughs> Amy know, is God. not into <laughs> it my knees hurt okay 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 <laughs> I'm just you're sitting, sitting here. down I know I'm sitting and my knees hurt well I'm no. on that fun medicine ball uh, chair and I feel like oh. I have to like perch myself because I'm afraid it's just going to explode out from underneath me. No. So it's a lot of fun of like, just sitting in a chair full of anxiety. It's great. No, those things are. I mean, people fornicate on those, so <laughs> they have to be strong, right? I I would have. Well, I didn't know that, but that. I mean, I I would think people do. Are you telling me that you have? I certainly have not, but <laughs> I guess if I, I, I so bouncy, it would be great. I don't know. I, it's too much balance. I, I don't have that kind of balance, but I'm sure people do. That's true. I'm sure you're fine. I then I will let my knees relax. <laughs> yes, relax your knees. All right, <laughs> just in time for the end of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Amy, do you know the next episode? Oh. Forgot. I forgot to look that up. I can tell you. Wait, 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 wait. Quiet, quiet. Everybody be quiet. Everybody shut up. Let's see. Oh. This is one this is like another fan favorite. This is a firefighting we will go. I love this one. It is a really good one. It's great. It's fun. So. So yeah. We're gonna have fun next week. Yeah, next week is fun. <laughs> this week is serious. Serious. Next week is fun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, All right, everyone. Mm-hmm. All right. Listen, follow us on Instagram, Ho Yeah Pod. Review us on iTunes. Please, 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 please. Please do it. Please, please, please. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your lovers, tell everyone. Bring them all, bring them all to, to us. They don't even have to like King of the Hill. They don't even have to. It helps. It helps. But they don't have to. Mm-mm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Patreon. We got a couple spots left. Hit them up. And Get those pins. The smiles. The smiles. And, and the beaks. And our beautiful keychains. Oh, so beautiful. So beautiful. All right, everyone. Huh? <laughs> Ready? <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and until next time, fair listeners... Via Via Ooh, that was perfect. Was it? I don't know. No, I guess not. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> Trying to fun one more time. Not having if you fun. Don't, if you don't end this. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Yay! Bye, everyone. See you Bye. next week. Firefighting. We will go.